Section 24 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, Survision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. 211. In heaven all is bliss, in hell all misery. On earth between the two, both one thing and the other. We stand between the two extremes, and therefore share both. Fate varies. All is not good luck, nor all mischance. This world is merely zero. By itself it is of no value, but with heaven in front of it, it means much. Indifference at its ups and downs is prudent, nor is there any novelty for the wise. Our life gets as complicated as a comedy as it goes on, but the complications get gradually resolved. See that the curtain comes down on a good denouement. 212. Keep to yourself the final touches of your art. This is a maxim of the great masters who pride themselves on this subtlety in teaching their pupils. One must always remain superior, remain master. One must teach an art artfully. The source of knowledge need not be pointed out no more than that of giving. By this means a man preserves the respect and the dependence of others. In amusing and teaching you must keep to the rule, keep up expectation and advance in perfection. To keep a reserve is a great rule for life and for success, especially for those in high place. 213. Know how to contradict. A chief means of finding things out, to embarrass others without being embarrassed. The true thumbscrew, it brings the passions into play. Tepid incredulity acts as an emetic on secrets. It is the key to a locked-up breast, and with great subtlety makes a double trial of both mind and will. A sly depreciation of another's mysterious word scents out the profoundest secrets. Some sweet bait brings them into the mouth till they fall from the tongue and are caught in the net of astute deceit. By reserving your attention, the other becomes less attentive and lets his thoughts appear, while otherwise his heart were inscrutable. An affected doubt is the subtlest picklock that curiosity can use to find out what it wants to know. Also in learning, it is a subtle plan of the pupil to contradict the master, who thereupon takes pains to explain the truth more thoroughly and with more force, so that a moderate contradiction produces complete instruction. 214. Do not turn one blunder into two. It is quite usual to commit four others in order to remedy one, or to excuse one piece of impertinence by still another. Folly is either related to or identical with the family of lies, for in both cases it needs many to support one. The worst of a bad case is having to fight it, and worse than the ill itself is not being able to conceal it. The annuity of one failing serves to support many others. A wise man may make one slip, but never two, and that only in running, not while standing still. 215. 
Watch him that acts on second thoughts. It is a device of businessmen to put the opponent off his guard before attacking him and thus to conquer by being defeated. They dissemble their desire so as to attain it. They put themselves second so as to come out first in the final spurt. This method rarely fails if it is not noticed. Let therefore the attention never sleep when the intention is so wide awake. And if the other puts himself second so to hide his plan, put yourself first to discover it. Prudence can discern the artifices which such a man uses and notices the pretext he puts forward to gain his ends. He aims at one thing to get another. Then he turns around smartly and fires straight at his target. It is well to know what you grant him, and at times it is desirable to give him to understand that you understand. 216. Be expressive. This depends not only on the clearness but also the vivacity of your thoughts. Some have an easy conception but a hard labor. For without clearness the children of the mind, thoughts and judgments cannot be brought into the world. Many have a capacity like that of vessels with a large mouth and a small vent. Others, again, say more than they think. Resolution for the will, expression for the thought, two great gifts. Plausible minds are applauded, yet confused ones are often venerated, just because they are not understood, and at times obscurity is convenient if you wish to avoid vulgarity. Yet how shall the audience understand one that connects no definite idea with what he says? 217. Neither love nor hate forever. Trust the friends of today as if they will be enemies tomorrow, and that of the worst kind. As this happens in reality, let it happen in your precaution. Do not put weapons in the hand for deserters from friendship to wage war with. On the other hand, leave the door of reconciliation open for enemies, and if it is also the gate of generosity, so much the more safe. The vengeance of long ago is at times the torment of today and the joy over the ill we have done is turned to grief. 218. Never act from obstinacy, but from knowledge. All obstinacy is an excrescence of the mind, a grandchild of passion which never did anything right. There are persons who make a war out of everything, real banditti of intercourse, all that they undertake must end in victory. They do not know how to get on in peace. Such men are fatal when they rule and govern, for they make government rebellion and enemies out of those whom they ought to regard as children. They try to affect everything with strategy and treat it as the fruit of their skill. But when others have recognized their perverse humor, all revolt against them and learn to overturn their chimerical plans. And they succeed in nothing but only heap up a mass of troubles, since everything serves to increase their disappointment. They have a head turned and a heart spoilt. Nothing can be done with such monsters except to flee from them, even to the Antipodes, where the savagery is easier to bear than their loathsome nature. 219. Do not pass for a hypocrite. Though such men are indispensable nowadays, be considered rather prudent than astute. Sincerity in behavior pleases all, though not all can show it in their own affairs. 
sincerity should not degenerate into simplicity nor sagacity into cunning be rather respected as wise than feared as sly the open-hearted are loved but deceived the great art consists in disclosing what is thought to be deceit in the golden age simplicity flourished in these days of iron cunning the reputation of being a man who knows what he has to do is honourable and inspires confidence but to be considered a hypocrite is deceptive and arouses mistrust two hundred and twenty if you cannot clothe yourself in lion skin use fox pelt to follow the times is to lead them he that gets what he wants never loses his reputation cleverness when force will not do one way or another the king's highway of valor or the by-path of cunning skill has effected more than force and astuteness has conquered courage more often than the other way when you cannot get a thing then is the time to despise it end of section twenty four